listener exclusive. It's Triple M Breakfast. Matt Collins for Breakfast, the podcast edition. G'day, Matt Collins from Triple M Brecky. Thanks for hanging out on the podcast edition, exclusively on the listener app. And this is our weekly chat with Murrumbidgee Police District Inspector Glenn Smith. Always some colourful stories for us. This week was no exception. From the uh, Griffith Park Vandals, the very concerning issues surrounding Varroa mite in our patch, and a student threatened outside Griffith High School with a knife. That's right. Uh, Goodness me. Very concerning. Let's find out some more. Here he is, Inspector Glenn Smith. I came into work this morning. It's good to be back, i got to say. But all this talk about the vandals in Griffith, Council's got this uh, vandal reward of up to 5000 bucks if the the culprits are prosecuted. Um, They have reached out to local police, and who better to speak with than Murrumbidgee Police District Inspector Glenn Smith. And he joins us now. Good morning to you, Glenn. G'day, Matt. How you going? Doing good, mate. I've been away for a week. Can you tell my pasty white skin is now more of a shade of... Well, less pasty white, I guess. Mate, uh, you look like you've been laying on Bondi Beach uh, for the last week. You're bronzed <laughs> up. and <laughs> Not Bondi. Give me a break. I don't make that much money. Um, mate, let's talk about this uh, this vandal situation. How, how, how does that normally work when, um, you know, uh, council here is putting a call out for um, uh, info from, from the public and there's a reward involved? I mean, um, you, you must sometimes get all sorts of different callers, do you? Yeah, quite often we'll get um, people ringing up with probably the best of intentions, but uh, they may have some mental health issues. Mm. Um, but a lot, of, but other times we have people that are uh, ringing us up with good, solid information, and it leads to uh, arrests, of which we're very appreciative. Mm. So um, if anyone does have information about uh, these grubs that carved up the that parking area there, um, by all means, please give us a call. You can remain anonymous. Um, and we can act on the information and stop them uh, wasting tax, you know, the ratepayers' money. Ratepayers' money. And uh, you've seen the photos. I mean, it was, you know, happened last Wednesday or Thursday morning. It's a taste of Italy. There's thousands of visitors to town. It's just stupidity at, at the highest level. Yep. Uh, and as you say, if you do have some info and you know something, uh, reach out to, uh, to to local police. Please. Uh, all right. Some, uh, so, well, another one we just heard in the news was about this varroa mite and uh, you've spoken to, to someone directly about this. Yeah, so just after 6pm last Friday evening, I was uh, at the station working and received a, com- a call from uh, the commander of our rural crime prevention team. And he was asking me to give um, Shannon Mulholland a call, who's the deputy incident controller from the Var- Varroa Mite uh, Incident Response with the Department of Primary in- Industries. Uh, at 3pm on Friday afternoon, Nericon was declared uh, a red and purple zone. So it had those two zones as they detected the varroa mite in Nericon. I spoke with uh, Miss Mulholland and uh, who'd stated they'd received some information that a beekeeper may be going to move his hives uh, later that evening. So I got on to our good friends at the Highway Patrol and also um, our general duties and sent them up to the Nericon area just to patrol because the last thing we want is that uh, varroa mite being spread. Mm. Later in the evening, I uh, I managed to get in touch with the beekeeper and advised him that um, should he go anywhere near Nericon, that uh, there'd be some police cars out there waiting to meet him. Anyway, he advised me that uh, he was not going to move his hives and 
that he'd heard about the incident and, uh, yeah, would not be going to Nerecon, was leaving his hives there, which was a good result for everyone. Okay, so uh, as it stands now, none of the hives were moved? No, and um, the hives can't, any hives in the Nerecon area cannot be moved without a permit. Uh, and at this time, DPI, Department of Primary Industries, are not issuing permits until um, they get on top of it. All right, uh, let's move on. This is a concerning one, especially those that are listening with uh, kids or grandkids at uh, at high school. A student has been threatened outside a Griffith High School. Yeah, so about 3.30pm last Wednesday, the 23rd of August, uh, a, a young a young man from uh, Griffith the High School was waiting outside at the bus stop. Uh, at that time, he was approached by two other students who he knew. One of the students produced a silver kitchen knife and uh, threatened the young man um, before he was pushed away. Uh, the incident caused the young man's significant fear and police were contacted and commenced an investigation. Shortly after 8pm that night, they attended a home in Griffith and arrested uh, a person, what we will call a person of interest. He declined. He was taken back to Griffith Police Station and following legal advice, declined to participate in an electronically recorded interview. He was then later charged with intimidate, with intent to cause fear, armed with intent to commit indictable offence and common insult. Uh, we bail refused him and he um, went for a ride over to Riverino, Riverino Juvenile Justice, uh, where he went before the bail court the next day. Uh, obviously, you, you can't give any information about the, the, the people involved. Can you give us ages? What sort of age group are we talking about here? Uh, 13 or 14. Goodness. Yeah. Do we know why? Why they've turned uh, gone up to this person with a, with, a, with a knife in the first place? I think it was just a dispute between between the pair. So it wasn't, uh, you know, they, they knew they were known to each other uh, and there wasn't some sort of dispute. 13. And 14. Goodness me. All right, uh, let's move on. Motorcyclist runs from police until the bike failed him. Then he ran on foot and that failed him too, Inspector. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. So uh, about 3.07pm on Monday the 21st of August, uh, a male was seen riding a black Kawasaki ZR750 east on North Cuba Settlers Road at Cuba, hope I pronounced that right, uh, near Griffith. Uh, the male's speed was detected at 119 kilometres an hour in a 100 zone. Police conducted a U-turn and the motorcycle accelerated. Police attempted to stop the motorcycle and checked his speed at 160 kilometres an hour. Goodness. The man's motorcycle has then mechanically failed him, causing him to lose acceleration and pull off the side of the road. But he wasn't done then. Doesn't wasn't done yet. Uh, he's then uh, run from police on foot, uh, where the cops gave chase and arrested him in a drainage canal. Uh, he then resisted arrest during this incident. Search of the mail located a, an expandable baton, and checks also show that he was the subject of a weapons prohibition order. So he's not supposed to have anything like that on his person. A further search of his backpack located two resealable bags containing a crystal substance. These bags were weighed and came in at 5.59 grams, and a presumptive test came up for methamphetamine. Further checks show the male is disqualified from driving. He was arrested and conveyed back to Griffith Police Station and charged with exceeds speed limit over 45 kilometres an hour. Drive whilst disqualified, resist arrest, contravene, weapons prohibition order, and supply prohibited drugs. No licence. 160 kilometres per hour on a motorbike. He yep. had drugs, allegedly. He had weapons. Yep, which he wasn't supposed to have because he's uh, subject to a weapons prohibition order. That's why it was so hard to run away, all those things that he had. <laughs> uh, must have been, but uh, yeah. Yep, he wasn't having a good day.
I I can imagine you uh, all you police officers the, the 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 brave men and women that do what you guys do. Do you ever go and wake up in the and think um, I'm I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen today, but <laughs> you no. would never know no, from no, one not, day to the next. Not in my 28 plus years, uh, <laughs> and I gave up a long time ago trying to imagine what was going to happen. Uh, actually, I did neglect to mention that that uh, that last story was by our uh, traffic and highway patrol command guys and girls, so um, they did a good job. But yeah, no, I gave up a long time ago imagining. What, that's probably one of the best things uh, about mm. uh, you know, working in the police. You don't know what's going to be thrown at you no, each day. Days are the it's, same. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Murrumbidgee Police District Inspector Glenn Smith, we certainly appreciate your updates each and every week. Uh, last week on air, you froze up when it came to a dad's joke. And then as soon as you left the studio, you text me, probably the worst <laughs> dad's joke of all time. I got that from uh, Inspector Dunn, who I share an office with. I like how you handball that. It <laughs> wasn't me. Would you actually believe I was actually looking up dad jokes on the weekend? I, I would not be surprised. Have you got one for us? And I didn't retain one. I've got one for you. What did the nut say when it was chasing the other nut? This is nuts. I'm a, I'm a cashew. <laughs> See, that's a good police one. That's terrible. <laughs> Have a good week. You too, mate. A listener exclusive.